TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is. It's Tuesday, and you all know what that means. That means Chair Shop Radio with Patrick O'Dowd and David Ongar. We're in the summer. It's the hockey off season, which means we're still doing musical chairs. And Dave, we have set a record, sir, two weeks in a row. Back-to-back episode. That, yeah, there you go. That's uh, we We've peaked for the summer. It's the opposite of the Yankees right now. We are the anti-Yankees. Oh, man. The Yankees are struggling, and all sorts of sports fans are having a blast. As a Cardinal fan, I am riding high as we have extended, and I am one of those fans who calls the team we. Now, fuck you if you're one of those people that judges me for it. It's my team. I love them. We're a we. But as of this recording, extended our winning streak to to. Our, uh, our lead in the NL Central to four and our winning streak to four as the Brewers struggle to beat anybody. They lost to the Cubs of all teams. And now, and the Cubs are playing good baseball right now, but if you're the Brewers and you're a contender, you expect to win those games. So I, Cardinals make hay against crappy teams. Yeah, I'm taking extreme pleasure in the Nats just being a pain in the ass of the Padres right now, <laughs> especially after the big Soto trade and you go in and the Nats have taken the first two and a hater, man, what the hell has happened to hater? He can't do anything. Well, that, that was the thing is, I think it's funny. I think our good friend uh, Aesop Mitchell hit it on the head when he was on the, the trade hater train, unlike PC Tunney, that that guy was real like, Closers in baseball, I think, are comparable to running backs in football in that when the cliff happens with a good running back or a good closer, it is such a steep decline, and it just sort of just happens real fast. They go from quality, reliable running back to you're dancing on thin ice every time you you, you throw them out there. And it seems like that's yeah. what's going on with him. Whether it's a head thing or an ability thing, who knows? The Padres took a gamble. The Padres went all in, and to see them struggling the way that they have, and some of it self-inflicted wounds like Fernando Tatis Jr., yeah, wow. like like stuff like that, to going all in on what you hoped was going to be a closer that kind of found a you know maybe found his footing in a new environment, and it just hasn't happened. And there's yeah. nothing going the Padres, and suddenly me who was all had about the Cardinals not going all in for one though is like maybe I should just let the front office do their thing because the the two pickups that the Cardinals got uh Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery they are three and oh four and oh or something six though I don't know how many starts they have they haven't lost yet yeah it's ridiculous and Soto's been eh okay for San Diego so far but you know I think you get that and you get these expectations and all along you forget the salient fact you are in the same division as the Los Angeles Dodgers who are head and shoulder. Well, I say that, but Atlanta is really good. This has turned into an episode of baseball edition here, but I'm, I'm secretly, I'm ecstatic about 
Baltimore Orioles and where they are right now. Because until the Nats came into existence, I was an O's fan, and they're still my American League team. Yeah. And they were supposed to be. I mean, I came really close to Pat to just putting like I don't know fifty bucks on them to win the World Series, just because the odds are astronomical. But right, they're <laughs> they might actually they're make playing the playoffs. good baseball right now. Yeah. So you know what team scares me right now in the National League though? It, uh, it's the Mets. It's the Mets because. Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer won one two in a in a playoff series. Yeah, they're like, they're scary. That's scary. The um, like you don't need to score much. No, you don't. I I if I was the Dodgers, the team I'd be scared of the most probably the Braves. Right now, the Braves have proven that they can beat them. And um, yeah, the Bra- the Braves have proven that they can beat them. The Mets. I, I'm sorry. I just the Mets have pitching. And you see it in the playoffs all the time in cold weather. Pitching is what'll do it. So anyway, enough of that. This is this is musical chairs. This hey, is not we got baseball. past the uh, the the pre roll. We there did as a follow up to our, our conversation from last week, where we explained how podcasting commercials work. Uh, we have gotten past our, our pre roll. I do. I, I forgot to mention though, you are listening to Chair Shot Radio, musical chairs, uh, and this is part of the Chair Shot Radio network on thechairshot.com, which encourages you to always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And, and outside of Kadri going to the Calgary Flames, it's quiet right now in the NHL offseason, though. Kadri going to the Flames is a big deal and good for Calgary because they were losing a lot of talent. Dave and I have picked our, our artists for this week. Dave has promised me that there is no way we have overlapped, which is good because I picked a band that I am sure Dave enjoys. And so I was concerned that they may have popped up on on this podcast before I had a chance to, to actually share my love for them. So we'll see how that goes. I, I don't think I, I forgot to check. I don't think we did it. I don't think we did my band in season one. So it'll be really embarrassing if you're like, oh, but Patrick, <laughs> um, we covered that. Hey, Hopefully but, that's not the before case. Before we go to a commercial, I just want to say, I like what Calgary has done. I like Huberdeau yeah. and Kadri in exchange for Ch- Chuck. That's not so bad. Or no, Goudreau. I'm sorry, not Kachuk. Oh, Kachuk too. Yeah, yeah, Kachuk's gone. Yeah, yeah he's it, out of there. It washes the, out pretty well. I think they're going to be they're going to be okay. The blue the Blues were in on the Kachuk conversation for about five minutes until they recognized they did not have the assets to to get him like the asking price was just too high for what for what they could do so all right hockey talk i i do i love some good off-season hockey talk and we're gonna be talking hockey season before we know it but until then musical chairs and this week it's dave's turn to go first i went first yesterday last week with miles davis and uh i don't know about you dave i did take a little bit of a listen to i i shared this before we started the podcast I went on like a crazy Miles Davis kick. Like I went to the library and checked out like all these Miles Davis recordings that I didn't own just to listen to some of his other, uh, his other big time music. And it was, it was a lot of fun. So I hope you had fun finding the tracks and giving them a listen 17 plus minutes that they are. Yes. Uh, and I did like, you know, I did like that you took the time to find like good spots within each of those tracks to kind of get the essence of what they were doing there or what he was doing 
Yeah, that uh, was that was challenging because there are so much good in in both of those songs that, uh, like you said, they're they're long, and you know, isolating. Right. Okay, what sounds really good? Okay, this this might work well. So yeah, I I'm glad you liked but, it, man. But Pharaoh's Dance, did you hear the influences that I was talking about with some of the other popular music oh, artists, yeah. like the Doors and stuff like that, with the organ yeah. and just the way that the way that was heard, so great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, cool. Well, we are going to go take our first commercial break. When we come back, it'll be Dave's turn to go first. Uh, you are listening to Chair Shot Radio Musical Chairs here on the Chair Shot Radio Network part of the chairshot.com this is your boy kenny killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com bringing you breaking news interviews podcasts galore everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshot.com All right, welcome back, everyone, to Chairshot Radio Musical Chairs. Patrick O'Dowd joined by David Ungar, as usual, the dynamic duo of Chairshot Radio, the rock solid contributors to Chairshot Radio. I'm just going to pat ourselves on the back. We're reliable, Dave. Most weeks, we are. We are uh, us and us and Tony. You know, you can always count yep, on us Tunny, for something. Well, I don't know that Tony has anything else to do other than drink, golf, and podcast. That's like true. that seems to be. Seems to be what he does, and and more power to him. I'm happy for him. He's found a passion, and it's you know three things: drinking, golfing, and podcasting. So good on good on Tony, and he's happy but with it. Week to, that's right. It's your week to go first, though this uh, this time around with Chair Shot Radio with musical chairs. So you have told me you don't think I, you you're not sure if I have heard of. Uh oh, okay, I came back. Sorry, my connection went wonky there for a second. Everyone, you probably heard me break up. You have told me that you're not sure this one's in my wheelhouse. So I'm excited to hear what you've got for me this week because you have been kind of doing what I've done to you and expanding some horizons the last couple of weeks. So who's your who's your artist? Tell me about them and what are we going to listen to this week? So I know like <laughs> I've lamented the fact we've talked about it last season on Musical Chairs and I know we've mentioned it in passing on other places that um, I've complained about this generation's music, you know, and, and the fact that it doesn't measure up to my generation, the 80s, or say the 90s, you know, the, the heyday of certain things, and, and that there's nothing really good on the radio and that sort of thing. So this band is probably like my favorite. I guess you can call them, they're, they're kind of a mix of hard rock, heavy metal, and, and rockabilly, if you really get down to it, which is an interesting rockabilly, mix, which okay. is an interesting mix. But they're probably my favorite. I, I'll just call them a heavy metal band of the last decade, and it's a Danish heavy metal act called Volbeat. And I'm not sure. Yeah, I never heard of that one. Okay, they yeah, actually so lay that one out. No <laughs> idea who you're talking about. <laughs> These guys have been around since uh, roughly 2001, formed in in Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, I gotta remember. I'm trying to look him up real quick because I forgot. Off the top of my head, the name of the so the singer's name is Michael Poulsen, P O U L S E N Poulsen, I guess, and he was in the death metal scene in the beginning of the of this millennium, and he was in a band called Dominus, a death metal band, and he, like a lot of people, kind of got sick of the whole death metal scene and and whatever that entailed, and you know, I mean, if you're into that, that's great. I'm not into too much of it, that's for sure, but he got sick of that, and then out of that was born Volbeat, which I guess is a 
volume it's like volume beat was one of the songs on dominus's record somewhere and they kind of shortened that and they came up with volbeat but whether you've heard of these guys or not um they are really well recognized not so much here in the states i mean they've got a certainly got a following here in the states but there's a band that's been critically acclaimed i'm not going to spend a lot of time in their history because it's still very modern and they're still going so there's not a ton to talk about right. but you know one thing that stood out about it, this is a band that joined the big four on tour. So if Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax think you're good enough to open for them, you probably got something. And that's his cred. And uh, so they, they've opened for them. There's a couple of their songs that have been Grammy nominated. They widely, in lots of international acclaim for many of their records, they put out in a stunningly short time. I mean, you're talking 20 years, 20 plus years, eight studio albums right now so they've been the guys have been busy putting out quality music and i i liken them if you listen to any of their stuff and and if you haven't heard them before pat you say you haven't heard of them before you actually probably heard their song one of their songs though because they were the outro to the bandwagon nerds episode we did where we reviewed uh, multiverse of madness and the song on there is oh. called gates of babylon so they were the outro to that so go back and listen to that and you can hear i'm not going to put that on the outro here because it's it's there and i'm going to push more traffic to an older episode of bandwagon nerds if i can but i uh you know they they to me if you listen to enough of their stuff it's kind of like when foo fighters was in their heyday you know in their prime or offspring was in their prime where these are guys who like they just come out and every album they made it's like you could say there's, it's not a bad album. I can't really find a bad song on any of these albums. You know, they're all, some songs are great. Some songs are just good, but there's nothing that I'd say is bad. And, you know, Foo Fighters for six, seven albums was like that. Offspring was like that for a long time. These guys are kind of like that where you listen to them and you say, wow, every song on here is really pretty good. Um, if you're into, you know, heavy metal and they're not, you know, thrash metal or something like that. There's, there's a definite melodic tone to that. And you're going to hear that on the outro. I got, the two songs they're going to play on the outro are both from their, uh, what is it? Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies <laughs> record. It's like their 2013, okay. 2013. I think that's, I gotta, I gotta double check that, but I'm pretty sure that that was the, um, yeah, th yeah. These guys open for, you know, Metallica on the death magnetic tour. So yeah, they've been around and yeah, if Metallica's endorsing you and saying you're good enough to open for us, then you might want to check these guys out. But um, let me just double check discography. Yeah, Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies is is the one from 2013. My favorite record by them. There's a definite Western feel to this. The cover is very, it looks kind of like, you know, the killer of all saints sort of character from the preacher uh, along those lines. But there's a definite feel about theme about the album that's all about the old West. And so there's like a song on there, one of their better songs on there. I'm not, it's not going to be one on the outro, but uh, it's called Pearl Heart. And if, you know, if you're a historian at all, Pearl Hart was one of the last people to pull off a successful stagecoach robbery in the old West. And it got all this notoriety because of her gender, but not a whole lot is known right. about that whole thing or her, but these guys decided to do a song about her. So they've obviously done their homework and studied about it. And it's a really good song, but the two songs I'm going to choose from there. One of them, this first song I ever heard by these guys that turned me into an immediate fan was uh, dead, but rising. Um, that's got a very cool. good beat to it. And then the other one is a very different sounding song called Lola Montez, which is, you know, some historical background as well. 
uh, you know, it, it, they're very different songs, but they kind of, it's like they sound the same, but not. I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah, it, it's just, they're, they're a band. I was going to use them last week and then I flipped to Black Star Riders. And it's just kind of bands that I'm looking at. It's like, I'm thinking, you know, this season, like, what am I listening to more than more often than not? They're one of the ones. And I just like added some stuff to my playlist and discovered even more stuff with them, including Gates of Babylon, which is um from Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie, which I love their album titles. Like, wow, that's that's kind of catchy. So anyway, that's my choice of this week. There's not a ton to talk about historically, just about, you know, they've recorded with King Diamond. They've got Grammy recorded stuff. They've had people from Merciful Fate and Anthrax fill in at certain points when they needed to tour. But if you're remotely into heavy metal and you think like me, old man yells at cloud, everything from this generation sucks. Maybe not. Go and check Volbeat out. I think uh, if you're a heavy metal fan, you'll definitely like it. Yeah. And. Like I said, I know nothing about this band. Everything I just learned about this band, you spouted in the 10 minutes that you did talking about them. So I have some work to do because I definitely will have to check them out. Uh, this is the nice thing about the internet now, though, and things like YouTube and Vivo and all of those is that you can easily find videos, licensed videos and music tracks from bands. Not Nine out of 10 artists have their own YouTube channel or Spotify channel. So this is an easy thing to do and research, and I look forward to it. So excellent choice, Dave. Expanding horizons is always a good thing. Yeah. We're going to take our I'm second. Glad. Oh, I, if I, if I, I'm glad. I'm glad. But you'll hear stuff. Like, if you listen to them, you'll hear the Elvis that's there. You'll hear some elements of Johnny Cash and and definitely yep. Metallica, of course. You know, But there's a, a lot of other bands that are all kind of, they pick little bits and pieces of it in a unique sound. So, yeah, check them out. Right. That's what music does. Music is all about growing what other people have done before you. So, all right, we're going to take our second commercial break. And when we come back, I will reveal my band for this week's edition of Chairshot Radio Musical Chairs. Before we go to our recorded commercial, though, it is my duty to remind you that if you enjoy what we do here at the Chairshot Radio Network and on the Chairshot.com, then the best way that you can support us and help rep the brand is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in one of our many chair shot shirt designs. We have shirts with chair shot logos. We have shirts with show names like Bandwagon Nerds, another one of Dave and I's podcast. We have sayings from various shows like Baron Corbin sucks to everybody hates Craig. Wonderful, wonderful things. And we really, really do appreciate both Honestly, the financial support, let's not lie, financial support is helpful, but also the word of mouth support that that uh, purchase would bring for us as a network, because we do. We love doing this every single day. We put out quality content every single day, and that takes a lot of work, time, and effort, and the best way that you can help us get the word out about what we're doing and our quality content is to rep our brand and invest in us. Shirts are only $19.99. Or if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, get it soft style. Your body will thank you. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And as Christopher Platt would say, please and thank you. Thank you and please. When we come back, my selection for this week's edition of Musical Chairs. You're listening to Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. 
Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Chairshot Radio Musical Chairs. It is now my turn to return, uh, to reveal my band. I told this again. I'm talking a lot about what happened off air. I was worried that Dave might pick this band before I could pick this band. There you go. So I'm I'm kind of excited that I got to pick it. So every now and again, you just want to take a long trip, road trip, and you just you you have a multi-hour drive. And there are some bands whose albums are built for the long haul. This band, my band, is one of those bands. Their last album that they put out, I believe, had seven or eight songs total. And the album is damn near an hour and a half long. They started in the early 90s, are still together today, led by one of the most enigmatic frontmen in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you tool. Dave is raising his fist in excitement because he's a tool fan. And yes. now you know why I serve. I'm raising my fist because I'm a tool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You are a tool, but that's, that's beside the point. And it's no joke. I, I, I have a 30 minute commute to work. That's like two tool songs tops. If you, if you put on, like it's crazy. And they, they're, uh, I, I talk about their frontman Maynard. They're, they're such a fascinating band because when they started in the early 90s, you listen to it and their first albums, you know, Opiate and um, Undertow have some strong grunge alternative sound to them. And as Maynard's music progressed, uh, I have a friend from high school who described their music in the mid 90s, early 2000s as wall of sound. Like that it's just this blast of music to the senses that knocks you on your ass. And I can only imagine what that experience is like at a concert uh, because I've never seen them live. I would love to see them perform live. Their last concert, which was slated to run in 2020, obviously got canceled due to the pandemic. And I don't know that it has ever kicked back up or, or returned, but it's it's a fascinating band because they Maynard in particular like he's got other side projects like I, I believe he's he's the guy behind a perfect circle for example he is. Uh, and I I hate it because I feel like it's Tool light like I don't really care for perfect circle but Tool like Tool puts out an album like every six to eight years or so it has this really strong uh, cult following their latest album uh, was released in 2019 it's uh, um losing the name of what it uh, fear inoculum is the name of that that the, their latest album and the thing that i found really challenging i was like so i'm gonna put these two what tunes can i pick that people aren't going to be necessarily very familiar with and, and it, eventually i just said fuck it good luck I said, i'm gonna go with my favorite as one of the options uh and then i picked one off of fear inoculum that i really really like so the other thing I really think that is amazing about Tool is that a lot of their tracks are deeply personal, whether they're scathing commentaries on society to stories about Maynard's life. I mean, he talks about drug addiction. He talks about friends of his who, who suffer from it. He has, he has songs about his mother and about himself. And it's just, it's deeply personal music. It's, it's music. And this is going to sound really snobbish. But like music for smart people, like there's there's all like the use of the number seven 
and the use of just various mathematical equations to create music. Hell, even the artwork that comes with the album requires a little bit of homework to like follow and see. It's ridiculous how smart this guy is. And I I love it. I, I love it. And, and I love the music. And so my first song uh, comes off of the uh, mid-90s album. I think it was like 96, Anima. And it's the self-titled, it's the title track. It's Anima. I love that song so much. It is a scathing, scathing look at Hollywood, phony society. Uh, I sing it at karaoke. It's it, I, my, my buddy who's a karaoke DJ, I convinced him to download that track so I can sing it every once in a while at karaoke when the crowd is right. Because that's like you don't sing a tool tune unless the crowd is right. Uh, and that and that song is on the short side for a tool track. It's only about six minutes long. So, you know, there's it's a little bit of time, but terrific, terrific song that, you know, like I said, it just looks at popular culture and Hollywood and fake people and actors and people dependent, you know, looking to create an image with like the right car and the right sound and fretting over their pilots and their po- and other podcasts and um, their lattes and just talking about wanting to flush out the world and, and, and clean us out from this like phony look. And so that's my first choice. Anima. I'm sure you know that too. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm curious what you're going to pick off fear inoculum and I'm hoping it's my favorite song on there. I don't know if it is or not, but it's certainly the longest song on fear inoculum and it's Tempest. That's the one. Tempest. That's the one. Tempest spelled with, it's Tempest spelled with a seven though. Yes. Uh, and that's the thing that's interesting about fear inoculum. It's the number seven is prevalent throughout the whole album, whether it's within the timing of the music. And again, within the album art itself, it is a 15 and a half, minute long opus that is a slow burn to a cacophony of sound it is the longest track to reach the billboard hot 100 and so i think what it did it supplanted david bowie's black star which used to be the the longest tune it's just it's it's one of those like some people don't like where Maynard's gone with his sound and, and feel like he's lost a little bit or that the band has lost a little bit. I disagree. I think that this tune is just, it's everything you love about it. And you can see there's all kinds of influences from like Middle Eastern music fused into this tool sound that, that like, again, what I, what I described is just this wall of noise and it builds and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, bigger and then it just sort of blows the doors off your speakers by the time it's all said and done. And um, yeah, I, my goal is to someday, like hopefully if they tour again, make my way to a tool club. I want to see them live. I've never seen them live. I hear it's an experience. What I will say is that with the exception of both of us picking Metallica at the same time, this is my favorite pick that you've done in two seasons of musical chairs. E- easy. Cause I absolutely love tool. They were on, like I've got a running list of p- bands I'm considering. They're certainly on that list, and now I can take them off. I'm like, cool, don't have to talk about them. But, uh, yeah, they're I mean, just a a a massively powerful band. I I think you know their recent history was very interesting. Like for the longest time, they resisted putting anything on any like iTunes or Spotify because they were very anti you being able just to pluck 
songs off the record because their theory is very much like what rush would do is that it's the whole album is telling a story or like you know green day's done it with american idiot or 21st century oh, breakdown pink, pink floyd pink floyd's another pink one floyd, pink yeah. floyd, and, like and you can't listen to a pink floyd album just pluck a track in right. fact and, they run them all together and they so were you can't do that very easily and maynard was adamantly against that and finally and i'm not sure why he relented i think he relented because they were going to put out fear inoculum and he realized that the industry had changed and okay, well, uh, Fear Inoculum is going to be really long. Maybe people don't want an hour and a half. And then, I mean, I was thrilled one day, came on iTunes and all of a sudden the whole tool library was there because um, I think my favorite song by them is still sober to this day because I think that's got the greatest bass intro of all time. Right. One, you know, right up there at the top five. There's, uh, you know, Peace Sells, but who's buying ranks up there as well. But I absolutely love sober. Um, these guys just, there's so many good tool songs and albums and yet having fear inoculum come out when it did was uh was a breath of fresh air to a to a musical scene that had really stagnated at that point and then they come out and just kick the door down and say we're back um yeah unlike miles davis tempest will be easy for me to pick out where where i want to record you, because know, you like, know exactly i know exactly where i want to go with well, that song I, I i in fairness there's a familiarity there that helps right like that, that makes it a little bit easier so it's it's a great song. It's uh it's a great record. It's like yeah. like Tempest is like you know the beginning of it. it's got the singing and then they go for like ten minutes of just a pure instrumental, a really damn good instrumental and then they kind of bring it you know like they do a little bit at the end they bring it back but it's a massively awesome song and a really yeah I mean they're just their whole their whole library is something definitely worth checking out. I tell you the outro this week kids is going to be pretty heavy. Just fair warning. Yeah this this is a this is a nice uh, nice little sinking of sounds. You know, you with sort of a more metal thing, and, and I would define Tool. I wouldn't define them as metal. I would define them as prog. Really, what it comes down to, like prog alternative, uh, with a lot of heavy metal undertones, because they don't really like they don't thrash, right? Like Tool doesn't thrash. It's always like a slow burn into a build into something just massive and huge. And there were so many different, like I thought about so many different tunes to put on this list. Like what it was uh parabell parabellum, uh, the, like, and, and you kind of have to keep those two, two tracks together or I'm sorry, par- parabola and, and parabell, uh, like having the two of them together, uh, stink fist as messed up as it is, is, is a big tune. Um, you just so many tracks. 40, 40, that, 46 and two is another really good one. 46 and two is a good one. Uh, you know, all about the evolution of, uh, of humankind to, to two more chromosomes. Like it's, it's crazy tool is, 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 is one of those, like it's heady, it's heavy, it's smart. And it's, it, it's experience all upon itself. And that's, it's nuts and the the other thing that i love about tool albums is that there's just weird shit in the middle of them like there's there's tracks with no titles where just sounds of like babies crying and space you know spaceships flying by and birds chirping and animal noises what Uh, the fuck are we doing you called it perfectly it it is it is for yeah i mean without sugarcoating it or, or typecasting people it is for smarter listeners i mean they're they are talking about things and concepts that are going to make you think and it's going to make your mind work and you're listening to the lyrics and you're getting lost in the music. And, and those are kind of bands that 
are, are, are really for people like you and I who are very cerebral with all respect to triple H, um, that, you know, it's going to appeal to us because we like exactly it gets in your head. You start thinking, what is this? What is this song really about? And, um, you know, there you could, there's a handful of bands that do that, but tool is one of the best. Yeah. And so there you have it, everyone. That's going to be our choices this week. Dave, I forgot your band's name already. Volbeat. 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 V O L B E A T. Volbeat. And there Tool, you go. Volbeat and Tool this week. That's going to be our bands. We are going to heavy metal and prog rock the shit out of you with this outro. Before we give you all that outro, though, Dave, tell everybody where they can find you on the Chair Shot Radio Network and in the socials. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist, that is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Be sure to catch me every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network, every Monday with Dave and assorted other bunch of nerds on Bandwagon Nerds. Tuesday, Dave and I bringing you Chair Shot Radio. And on Wednesday, I'm talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales on the Greg DeMarco Show. That's going to do it for Chair Shot Radio, musical chairs. Make sure you throw up some horns, bang your head on the outro, and have a good time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you next week on Musical Chairs as a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network here on thechairshot.com.